if you promise me you'll erase every bit of all of this, then we can start over. All right, let's start over. Hey, everybody. Welcome (laughs) to episode 24 of an ongoing series where we take John Dee's audio quotes out of context and try to make her seem like she's against vaccinations. No, we are not starting that way. (laughs) Why not? No, delete. All right, then you start it. Here we come a wassailing among leaves of green. Whatever. They're not green. They are somewhere. Mm, not here. Well, no, not here. Somewhere in the world there are green leaves. Green sleeves. <laughs> That's, That's another my heart's care. desire. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we're talking about games that make good gifts slash great stocking stuffer games. Yes, we are. And how to brew a proper pot of coffee in a copper coffee pot. Um, okay. What is wassailing? I don't know. It's I we, we <laughs> had this conversation already. You made me delete it about putting bread in wine. And you said that's not what it was. But then you said you didn't know what it was. So maybe I'm right. You could have taken this opportunity to Google it instead of just me saying like, oh, it's you take some wine and you put some bread in it and you get drunk and you go sing Christmas carols at your neighbor's house and then they throw more bread at you to make you leave. And then you take that bread and you put it in your wine. The tradition of wassailing falls into two distinct categories, the house visiting wassail and orchard visiting wassail. The house visiting wassail is the practice of people going door to door, singing and offering a drink yeah. From the wassail bowl yep. in exchange for gifts. Wine with bread in it. It is not wine with bread in <laughs> Why it. Why not? It is an apple, like a spiced apple type cider drink. What's the difference between apple spiced cider type cider and whatever you said? It's and not wine. wine. It's not bread. There's not bread in it. And it's not an alcoholic drink. It's not? No. Then what's the point? Not. <laughs> Roll the theme song. <laughs> Okay, so um, John D and I made a list of what we think are great stocking stuffer games. Um, what I did was I just went to the part of my house that has um, the shelves of my smaller games and looked and was like, well, that game's fun. That game's fun. Oh, I would I would give that as a gift. I'd give that as a gift. I assume John D did a very similar thing. I did. And I also looked at some various um, lists on BoardGameGeek as well. <clears throat> well... So we, I don't know how I didn't count this. I don't know how many there are, but there's a bunch and uh, we're going to talk about them. And then John D also has against my better wishes, put Monopoly on one of these lists. It's not Monopoly. Oh my God. It totally is. It's not. Have you played it? <sighs> no, because I'm not going to play Monopoly. It's not Monopoly. You're not Monopoly. So's your face. Yep. So do you want to talk about Burgle Burroughs? Yes. Burgle Brothers. Burger Brothers is a cooperative game for one to four players. And basically you're trying to pull off a robbery in a secure building. That's like a, 
It's kind of a high rise and you're trying to pull off this robbery without getting caught. The building has three floors, which are four by four tiles. Um, and each of them have their own safe you have to crack. And you start on the first floor and you have to escape to um, a helicopter that's waiting on the roof. So <clears throat> it's a really fun game. It's won the Golden Geek it won the Golden Geek Award in three different categories in 2015. But the game continues to be very popular in in it, it has continued to be popular in the two years since it came out. I have a, I have a question. Yes. Uh, does Daft Concept have a board? They holder? do. I thought that they. I thought they that there do. Was. I'm not sure on a shill here, but I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yes, the board will is. not fit the the Daft Concept board will not fit in a stocking, but it would make an an awesome gift if you if you were to put the the Burgle Brothers game in somebody's stocking. Um, Santa would. What should maybe have the elves get to work? Um, oh my god! <laughs> Burger was made by Tim Fowers and is illustrated by Virginia Critchfield. Do you know who, what other games she has illustrated? I do not. Gruff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tying it, tying it back all together. Very cool. Gruff uh, is a mutant, mutant goat game. That it's Magic the Gathering, but with weird goats. I mean, it's not. It's, but it's not. It is. But it's very popular with the CCG crowd. Actually, and we'll just go ahead and put Gruff on the list too. We should. It <laughs> we'll totally, it totally would fit in a stocking, it and it's it's really it's it's really cool. So if you know somebody that likes Magic the Gathering, but and you know what, our friends at Table for Two really are big fans of Gruff as well, and you should watch their review of it on Table for Two over on YouTube, and they've got a really cool, a really great review of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's mutant goats meets Magic the Gathering. Obviously, it's going to play a little bit differently than Magic the Gathering because you know. Otherwise, it's not. It's just Magic: The Gathering, right? Right. But, but it has it has mutant goats, and then the art's way crazy, and it's pretty dang cool. You want to talk about Fairy Tale? Sure. I think I played um, that once, so I don't really. I don't feel like I have any right to talk about it. Um, I've also only played it once, oh. but I enjoyed it. I think the art is really cool. I think that's why um, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> Um, it's a card drafting and simultaneous action um, sele uh, um, selection. You score points while interfering with other players' ability to to score their points. Um, I liked it, although the simultaneous action thing kind of stressed me out. I don't, I don't really do well with the simultaneous action type games. You do not, but you're going to have to play <laughs> a bunch of them next year. Yeah, because we, we have an episode planned. Ah, yeah, it's going to be um, real fun for you, huh? The game consists of four rounds. And each in, in each round, players get five cards and they simultaneously select one and then pass the remainder over. That's the drafting part. And I think the reason I like the game is because I like the art because um, I really like fairies and whimsical art. So and it comes in a really small box, so it makes a great um, stocking stuffer and it's got set collection, hand management, card drafting. So... It's a cool game, and it plays two to five players, but it really is best at four players. So if you're looking for a two-player game, it will play two players, but eh, it's really not that great until you have four players. So, Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Hey, That's My Fish. I love that game. It's way more in-depth 
it's a, it's a much deeper game than it looks. From it the really cover. is. Like you look at the cover, you think, oh, this is a kids game, and oh, it's, it's and you really can play it with kids. I've played it with my nephews, and they really like it. But I've played it with just adults, and adults have a great time playing it. It's it's. I don't even know how to describe it. So you have these hexes and it's kind they have of a fish tile elimination. Sort of game? is. It's like I would even say it's the same kind of complexity as chess. But you, your penguins move in a straight line. You stop. You flip over a tile. You eat fish. You uh, you're splitting this ice flow in a I way. I wouldn't say it's because com- you could. I've played it with like a four year old before, and they understand what like they can play it. Yeah, I played chess when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think I could teach chess to a four year old. Well, maybe. I could play. I could teach it to you like an eight or nine year old. Like, hey, that's my fish. A kid can totally get what's going. They might not be good at it. But I mean, you're. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that it has the same complexity as chess. It's just the same amount of depth. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I have I have the deluxe edition, which um. I, I didn't know there was a deluxe yeah, it's edition. A, I think Mayfair used to make it. It the, it the only difference is that it's bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, the one the only one you can get now is the Fantasy Flight one that would f- in fact fit in a stocking. Absolutely. The, the the one that I have will not. It's the size of a normal board game. Now I will say the one thing I don't like about Hey That's My Fish is like setup. Oh, it takes forever. <laughs> it's really it's um there are so many like little hexes and I'm really anal about like trying to get everything to like be straight and you can't keep it that way. <laughs> it really irritates me because the hexes get moved around and so that kind of irritates me, but I do love the game. It's a fun little game. So what would you call it? Like tile elimination? Like you're trying, you're trying to get. Uh, I believe the mechanic is not, not very utilized mechanic um, area enclosure, like the game dots. Oh, it is kind of like the game dots. Yes. Yeah. That game that everyone that's ever owned a, a, a a notebook is <laughs> played like sitting in school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the same kind of thing. You're, you're moving, you're eliminating those tiles in a way that you capture these ice flow areas. Uh, yeah. It's really unique. Um, but I guess we can keep with the same theme here talking about what are you doing? I'm going to record you oh. when you make the happy salmon thing. Cause oh. I know you're going to, oh, is that what's happening? I yeah. know you're going We're to talk about happy salmon. Uh, I feel like we've done, we've, we've done a video about this happy salmon before. I know, but the, I never get a video of you doing it. So, well, you're filming the wrong orientation, but no, it's too late now. You already started. I haven't started. Oh, okay. Um, geez. but happy salmon is, uh, probably one of the best party games. If you have, you know, a smaller party, um, you can combine both versions to get up to 12 players, I think. But normally it's three to six players. Happy Salmon. Um, yes, there are three things other than the Happy Salmon action. Um, there's a high five. There is a, f- a pound it, which is like a fist bump. Um, there's switcheroo, where you have to switch places with someone. And then, of course, there's Happy Salmon, where you do you do this. You slap um, each other's forearms and you want to discard your cards. As quickly as possible. And the first person to get rid of all their cards wins the round. 
It's a really great game. And so is Wits and Wagers, which I think is Snake yes, Company. Yes, it's it is North Star, yeah. <clears throat> but that won't fit in the stocking. Um no, you'd be hard pressed to get Wits and Wagers. You'd you have to have a really, really big stocking. But Happy Salmon comes in this little neoprene fish. And it's super adorable too, because like the little fish. Yeah. He's got a little carabiner on him, so you can attach them to your bag at a convention. Totally. And there's a green version and a blue version. The only difference is the colors of the cards inside, so you can mix and match them and get up to 12 players. That's pretty cool. You know, I have yet to play Happy Salmon. Oh, well. Okay. I never have a group quite big enough to play it. Like, generally, I only have a group of, like, five people. And that's just not quite. That's enough. Is it really? Yeah, three to six players. For it to be really fun, though? Yeah, three to six players. And I'm usually in a very enclosed area. No, that that doesn't work too well. The the Happy Salmon quote-unquote tournament that I played in a Geekway one year, we just had four people per game. Because, like, Jeremy, my husband, thinks that his family would enjoy playing it. But here's the thing, is there's a crap ton of them, and they're in a very small area. At Christmas time, and I'm pretty sure I would kill people if we tried to play a game where everybody's yelling. Um, there's a silent version where you just do the the motions. Uh, I don't think they know how to be silent. Well, well, you still have to deal with switcheroo. You still have to you got to move for switcheroo. I mean, I think one Christmas I did put Happy Salmon into. We do like this family gift exchange. You where did because you bought Hammy Hammy Sammy. Hammy Sammy. You bought it, and then you were like, "Oh, I got to give it away." Because I, because Christmas came and I had forgotten to buy a gift to yeah. put in the gift exchange and I hadn't opened Happy Salmon. So I was like, oh, this is a really good game. So I'm going to put this in the family gift exchange. Yeah, so, that would have been last year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So somebody in our family actually owns that game. Well. I believe it's a family member of ours that lives in California. Well, that doesn't help you. Nope. Well, so. too bad. Yep. Um. What, what about the Scheib game? The Scheib game? Yeah. Shiba Inu House. Yes, I, I know how to pronounce that. I know, I, yes. Yeah, Shiba Inu House is a really adorable game. It uh, came out this last year from Renegade Games, I believe. Yeah, Renegade Games. It's about super adorable dogs. and The second best kind of dog. Next to what? Corgis? Uh, corgi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sheebs and Korgs. <clears throat> Sheebs and Korgs. I don't know. I like wiener dogs a whole bunch. Well, that's fine. You can like what you like. Our friend has a new Instagram um, about board gaming wiener dog. Um, okay. You should go follow it. Board gaming wiener dog. Is this Megan? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. She'll post lots of pictures of her wiener dog playing board games. Oh, boy. It's super adorable. So everybody go follow board gaming wiener dog. Not a, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but maybe we'll sponsor Board Gaming Wiener Dog just by following Board Gaming Wiener Dog. Yes, yes. Anyway, so Shiba Inu House is about uh, dogs. Well, it's it's dogs, Shiba Inu, sitting on the roof. And it's actually kind of hard, at least for me, because I'm really bad at spatial. It's a tile placement game, but with cards instead, so... Yeah, and I'm really bad at 3D, like picturing like to, 3D. Yeah, you have to build patterns and match yeah. shapes. So I was trying to play with my seven-year-old nephew, and he's much better at this kind of thing, and he kicked my butt. So um, you, you you see these pictures, and you have to find the cards to match the pictures, and it's kind of in 3D. There's fronts and backs of the cards, so you got to like 
Yeah, I didn't realize there were fronts and backs, so I thought I was missing <laughs> cards because I'm stupid. I didn't think to look at the backs of the cards, and I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? I don't have the right cards, and I thought I was missing cards, and uh, it was a whole ordeal. What and I don't understand is how that it's rated for one to five players. I don't know how you would play with one unless you would just very slowly <laughs> match the, and I don't see that's fun because then you're not competing with the other person right. to be faster unless you're just trying to beat your own time, um, which for me would be a big deal because I'd be like, well, my last hours. time was 12 hours. So the other would totally be, yeah. I think it's just one of those games where just because it can be played with one player doesn't mean it should be. There's lots of games that you can play with one player. Right, but yeah. But it also comes in a really small box. And you, the the expansion cards that you can get, the dogs have cute little doggy buttholes. I think they all have doggy buttholes. No, just the expansions. Mm, okay. That I know of. I don't. I didn't, wasn't aware <clears throat> that there was expansion cards, but. Yeah, they were promo cards. It was a promo pack. Oh, Okay. I'm pretty sure you have them. Mm -hmm. Shrug. Uh, animal upon animal. Every version of animal upon animal is great. But, um, but only small yet great will fit in a stocking. Well, technically the card game will also fit. But yeah, but the, the card, card game's, game's stupid. That's fun. I mean, it might be fun, but the ones, the actual little wooden pieces. Small yet great is like a, a very small. A it's very, like a quarter size. Yeah, and they're super adorable and it will they fit. They're definitely choking hazards. Yeah, don't give them to a three-year-old. Uh, animal upon animal is one of the best drinking games uh, that you can play. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Um, basically, you roll a die, uh, this chunky wooden die. I'm I'm speaking of the normal animal upon animal. Small yet great's the exact same game, but smaller. Yeah, so the die is smaller. So it's smaller. Chunky. Um, but you have this die. You roll it, and it tells you like, all right, put put an animal of your choice on, or put your put a animal of your opponent's choice on, or. Or something like that, but you have it, the normal game has this alligator, and you're stacking on the alligator. Um, the version I have is you have crest the, climbers. I have crest right? climbers, yeah. so it's a mountain. Yeah, um, and you have like goats and stuff versus yeah. like a pig and a cow. Yeah, uh, and there's also uh, there's and I really one. want small yet great because they're I love the little there's the tiny pieces. and I don't know if I don't know if it has an English name, but there's the one with the spinner. Oh yeah, that one is rough. That yeah, one's I bet. Hard. I bet. But it's a it's primarily it's a balancing dexterity game with these wooden animals and I want all small yet great because I feel like it would be harder for adults because the pieces are oh, so, so little small. yeah so I feel like especially for men that have the bigger fingers I feel like it would be especially challenging like your husband's sausage hands <laughs> yes totally that's what I was thinking <laughs> it's totally what I was thinking so. Yeah, I actually am thinking about ordering that one because I really want it. And and it's a nice size for a stocking. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Haba games like would make great gifts. Almost anything that Haba puts out is worth having in your library. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, if you are a... And most of them make good drinking games. Well... well Not all of them, but... A, so, a, like, dancing eggs? Yeah. I mean, it's great for kids. It, it is. And but... I, I own dancing eggs, and I have played my copy zero times. But if, if you had a friend that had a kid and, you know, your friend was and you guys and you were around the kid, it would be a great game to pull out and play with the kid. Oh, I mean, I bought I bought a copy for my nieces. Well, then and there you go. 
there's a Probably there's one it. there's a princess one that comes in a pink box that I bought for my nieces, mm, yeah. and my brother in law still says that his niece that his niece his daughter still asks loves it. It's like her favorite game. There was a, a newer one that they were demoing at Gen Con. This it's like, year. no unicorn. It's the unicorn glitter, uh, yes, glitter, glitter unicorn. unicorn. Yeah, she loves it. I don't I don't know what the one that they were demoing this year, but like you had these little little pokers, and you had to like move. You had to build a tower and then move the people out of the tower before the dragon. And the dragon was this wind-up dragon that had a string and a rock, mm-hmm. and it would pull the rock. And if you didn't get the people out of the tower before the dragon collapsed, it obviously they they died. Right. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know that it had an English name. It was you know because it's Haba, so everything is German. And it's probably called like von von Drachen von Tower, right, <laughs> or something. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Don't buy that one. Buy Animal Upon Animal, Small Yet Great, or any Haba game that will fit in a box. A box? It'll fit in a sock. Yeah. All right. So I really like escape room games. Um, done a lot of escape rooms and almost always break one. Are you texting me? Is that what happened? Um, almost always find some way. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just in case. Uh, I always find some way to break the escape rooms. Um, there was one that we did in St. Louis where one of the answers to one of the puzzles, it, it was an alien spaceship that had crashed. We had been abducted. We came out of hypersleep because the alien spaceship, I don't know, it's a dumb story. But one of the puzzles, the answer was alien. Come on. Come on. Aliens don't call themselves aliens. Well, they, I mean. Come on. If you're an alien spaceship and you crash, one of the codes to open a door is not the word alien. <laughs> That's so true. And there was one that we did in Nashville where there was a key hidden behind like this pneumatic lock that was a panel on a wall and I accidentally kicked it and it fell off. <laughs> it was like a magnetic thing with a pneumatic and it's just like pop off when you did that. But I just was like walking and didn't see it and accidentally kicked it and i was like i found a key in here well the one we did here so we did did. stuff out of order yeah where like i opened that lock and the guy was like how did you how did you get that to open i was like he was like "Um, i don't know pretend you didn't do that yet i just put a number in (laughs) and i've had this happen with uh so there's there's two well there's more than two but there's two escape room type games that we have on these lists here Um, i like the exit the game and better. that's the one where you have to physically destroy the game. Oh, maybe it's the unlock game. The unlock like ones are the, the tarot sized. But I see okay, those are the ones I like broke better. one of the we we did in when I was in Texas. Unlock did, is the um, one with the app. Yes. Okay. Those are the ones I like. We did better. one of those. We did the Nautilus. It was one of the newer ones. And the puzzles were some of the puzzles were just nonsense. Didn't make sense. Leap of logic type things. Um, but I think part of the problem was that we we're doing some of them wrong. So we had a bunch of cards that we shouldn't have had out. And I think that was adding to the confusion, but they're all really well designed. The puzzles are really good. Uh, there's Isn't six exit of the those. game comes in a bigger box though. exit exit is in a similar sized box. Is it? Okay. Um, unlock is skinnier and longer because the cards are tarot size. Those are like French tarot size. Yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. Like that? I think, okay. I think they might be. Um, and then the exit ones are more, more along the size of like, a, uh, I don't know, like a Cosmic Encounter expansion. Okay. It's the first thing that I can think of because I see Cosmic Encounter on that shelf. Uh, th- 
the unlock ones, they're both like single time use. Like once you play them, you're going to know the unlock ones use an app and they have card numbers and the app will tell you like card numbers and stuff. Um, well, the app doesn't tell you card numbers. You tell the app what card numbers and it'll tell you if you've got a puzzle right or not. Um, you have to combine card numbers to get new card numbers and then put the numbers in the app. Uh, exit is just, you solve puzzles and you might have to rip stuff up to solve it and fold stuff. So they're both one time use only, but mm-hmm. unlock you could give as a gift after you've beaten it. I mean, don't re-gift it, but like what I did with mine was put it in the library. Right. Um, so they're both good. I like unlock more, but uh, I did exit. I did the secret lab and I really liked that one. And I'm getting all three of the new ones as well. I thought there were only three. Uh, right. So exit had three that came out and then there's like even just last week, some more came out. Oh, okay. Um, the same with Unlock. It was maybe like a couple weeks earlier. So there's six of each now, not counting the promo ones for Unlock. What is she doing? She's under She's my just feet standing growling. there growling. Yeah. She she put her feet up on my lap and said hello. I saw that. And then she started growling at the other cat. Oh, well, she's just, I don't know, her problem. Um, but yes, if, if you know someone that likes escape rooms, if they have a smartphone, which I'm sure they do, then the Unlock ones are fine. I think they both play up to six, but that's more of a recommendation. Theoretically, you could play. You could play a whole group because everybody just kind of works yeah. together and yells at each other. Yeah, but I think at some point, at a certain point, there'd be too many people, too many, too many cooks stirring the pot, mm-hmm. whatever, too whatever, many too chefs. many cooks in the k- kitchen. Yeah, whatever the thing whatever. is. Whatever. Um, too many chefs with knives. Uh, but it would just not be fun because you'd be like, all right, well. You three solve this room. We're going to solve this room. Oh, but I have the cards that you need to solve right. that room. So I can't actually focus on my puzzle because mm-hmm. I have to focus on your puzzle. So it's just a communication is important in those games. And right. If you get too many players, it makes it harder. Right. Makes sense. But yeah. Unlock or escape. Uh, escape. Uh, unlock or exit. exit. Escape is a dice game. Real time dice game. Yes. And it, one of the few real-time games so far that I played that didn't stress me out too much. You had some problems with it. but I did, but I didn't want to flip a table. Like you did with Galaxy Trucker? <laughs> yes. You're going to bring that up like every time. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to bring it up every time because it's hilarious. You were just like, all right, we're done. We're done playing this game. Let me yeah. just put it back in I'm the box. I'm not entirely sure that I'm... Like, we have not had time to play a full game of paramedics clear. I'm not entirely sure that I'm not going to want to flip the table. Oh yeah. On it's real. It's stressful. Even for me, I was stressing out when I was playing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's going to be one where I'm just going to stand up yeah. and walk away. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like I can see where the game is fun, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to end up going, Nope, I'm done. Yeah, it is actually. A, a really. Fun I game. really think that that episode is going to be a fun one where you're just going to be able to be like, yep, Johnny quit. This <laughs> Johnny one. quit this one. And Johnny this one. Quit and this one. one. And this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be that kind of episode. So, um, yeah. So Camelope cards. I haven't played this one, but it does come in a nice little box. It'll fit in a stocking. Yes. And it also uh, if you have normal Camelope, you can use it to play a variant of the game somehow. Um, there are rules on Board Game Geek. I haven't looked at them because. Honestly, when we play Camel Up, we just play Camel Up. Although I do have the cards. We do play an epic there. version of Camel Up from, from time oh to time. Oh, my gosh. Just <laughs> nonstop. It's just, and, and the game is surprisingly self-balancing, even if you do like five laps around. We've done a three-lap version where we literally were yelling at the camels. Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So, okay. To set the scene, 
we were playing on i think it was new year's eve or something mm, like that maybe but um it was, it was like no it was like tabletop it was a day. couple years ago it was something but at the same time there was a cards against humanity tournament we figured the cards against humanity tournament would be much louder than us no it was us <laughs> we were we were louder we were yelling at the camels yeah, we're like come on you camel. stupid camel <laughs> so yeah that was pretty fun um camel up will probably be on my five by ten next year are oh, you gonna do a five by ten um, i might be smarter <laughs> i have decided that i'm going to carry this year's ten by ten into next year and see if i can actually complete it i have successfully done a ten by ten once yep i'm complete i'm going to try to complete mine next year my issue was <clears throat> that i did three of them this year yeah that was real dumb <laughs> that was kind of stupid i'm just gonna try to complete this year's next year that's fair that's fair um, but yeah, Camel Up cards is functionally different from regular Camel Up. Um, it has the exact same theme, obviously, of Camel betting. But uh, Camel Up cards, um, I, I own. I've read the rule book, and I don't know how to play it. Well, fair. I, I mean, I've looked at the rules and been like, "All right, place the card." Do you know how many games I've read the, the rules what? for? But until I play the play the game, I really can't say I've I know how to play it. Mm, all of them. Uh, well, fair number. But basically, <laughs> instead of having a board, um, you have cards and you build the board as you go. And there is, a, like I said, there is a variant um, that you can use camel up cards with camel up to make, um, you know, some kind of crazy something. Uh, I believe you need camel up super cup to do it, though. Is that the... That's the expansion that adds, like, the photo finish and the oh, longer okay. board okay. and stuff like that. And I think it's just because you need the longer board. Okay. We've played with the longer board, but we just haven't used the photo finish. Yeah, thing. we haven't we haven't played with all of the expansion modules at the same time. I've never played with the one where you have double the amount of dice. Wow. Yeah, I don't understand how that one works. Okay. So, uh, Blend Off. I really like Blend Off. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't put that on the list. I forgot about it. That's a real-time game that doesn't stress me out. That's true. That's true. So. Um, blend oh off. Oh, my it's, God. It's, I know. She's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a dice game where you are rolling dice as quickly as possible, as often as possible, to, to make to smoothies. To try to blend smoothies. And it's actually a I lot like of fun. I like food games. We, we have a food game episode planned for next year as well. <clears throat> um it's a little tiny box too it is really tiny there's a lot of game in that tiny box there's lots of like these little cute little food meeples um they're just fruit oh well, fruit meeples yeah yes. and i don't know if they're meeples because meeples means my peoples they don't have to okay peoples. it's fruit fruitables fruit fruitables fruitables <laughs> <laughs> they're just little wooden bits I think there's a trend in the industry to call everything a meeple. Well, on, a meeple. on the Mayday, Mayday side, there's Vegemeeples. Well, f what, for Agricola? I think they are, yeah. <sighs> Vegemeeples. Okay. Meow. <laughs> uh, John, do you've played Hocus, right? Grant Rodiak's magic poker game? No, but I think I won it at oh, Origins. <laughs> Well, it's it's sort of poker, sort of wizard poker. Oh, um, yes. We played it at, at... At... Extra Life. Yes. Yes. Not our Extra Life, but yes. the other Extra Life. You have played it then. Yes. Yeah. But it you was don't fun. Know, you don't know how poker 
I don't. You don't know how to play poker. I don't. Um, so, yeah. But I know how to play Hocus. Uh, but Hocus is, it's poker insofar as it's exactly poker, <laughs> but there are spell cards. It was fun. I really liked it. And there's some additional rules. Because if you're a wizard and you're playing poker, of course, you're going to have spells. Uh, well, yeah. And there's multiple pots that you can play into. You can build multiple hands. I thought it was pretty fun. I liked it. It is. It is pretty fun. Um, I still don't want to play poker, but I'd play Hocus again. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, um, I know Grant Radiac, and he's a cool guy. <laughs> I think I might have met him. Um, and speaking <clears throat> of people that we know, Discount Salmon. Um, Not a person. I was going to say, that's a weird name. <laughs> that's a super weird name. It's not a person. No, it's, uh, it's a game. It's a game. It's it's sort of a real time game. Um, so there's this guy named Marcus Ross. He also made bees. That would fit in a stocking as well. Yes, it'd have to be a large, sort of larger stocking. Um, it would fit in my stocking. Perhaps it would at the at the topish maybe. Uh, but discount salmon. It's it's sort of like a. Uh, a twist on go fish uh it's not a trick-taking game but you it, it presents itself you know go fish is sort of a trick-taking game sort of because you know i have one called no fish yeah what is what's happening down here shut up tabby's under there again shut up stop growling shut up but you have these fish that have something wrong with them so maybe the fish is poisoned. Well, how do you? How can you fix that? Well, you've got an antidote card, or it's got nuclear nuclear waste. So you know you gotta like dress it up a little bit. You gotta put some makeup on it, oh or God. put some perfume on it Seriously? if it's stinky. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's really fun. That sounds so fun. Yeah, it is really fun. Uh, and the player that um, I want to say it's yeah, you play until the pond is empty, which is like the draw pile. Um, and then the player who has the most fish, like corrected fish, uh, is the winner. So, you know, you might have stinky or dry or poisonous or ugly. And there's even one that says not a fish. Are you just trying to scare her off? Just yep. do this. Just make a, make a loud noise. She'll run away. <laughs> just use this little stick and hit, hit this box. But yeah, it's a really fun game. He originally had self-published it, and then he entered, like, a, I want to say he entered, like, a Cards Against Humanity contest. Uh, like a, you know, like a, like, we made this game. We'll fund your game. Uh, yeah, Tabletop Deathmatch. That was Cards Against Humanity's project, wasn't it? Uh, sure. Well, it was, like, the winner of t- Tabletop Deathmatch. Whoever put that on. I think it was Cards well, Against Humanity. It sounds like a really fun game, and I'm sorry I haven't played it. Yeah, well, it's in the shelf that's well, right there, so we can play it sometime. I need to play this game. Yes, you do, actually. <clears throat> you do. It sounds like one. Well, you know what? We should, as in our preparation for food games, it's food-ish. I feel like I need to play it. Uh, or, actually, since it is a real-time game. Oh, or in preparation for <laughs> a real-time game. play it on the one that makes more sense. <laughs> that, yes. sounds, that sounds like a good idea. John, have you played any of the Tiny Epic? I have not. The Kingdom Western Galaxy? No. Oh. Well, they're amazing, and they're small. Uh, well, I would expect them to be small, considering they're tiny, epic. Yes. Insert word here. Uh, Galaxies is my favorite. I really like that one. 
I feel like that would probably be my favorite because I like space theme games. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a 4X. Okay. But it's tiny. Let me tiny epic galaxies. Okay. Um, I don't know that it says that it's a 4X game on it says space exploration. Um, but it's it's sort of a 4X game, but in a box this big. And okay. I'm I'm holding my fingers out. You guys can't see it, but it's really small. And they're they're all they all have pretty deep gameplay. And they're I don't know what she's screaming about. She sounds like she's in heat. She's not. She's just that's just what she sounds like. She's just a, a whiny fat cat. <laughs> she's just she's like, Oh, I haven't eaten anything in four hours. I'm starving to you death. You need to cut all this conversation Please out. Please <laughs> put food in my bowl. I'm dying. But they're all published by Gamelon Games, and they're all really great. Please buy them. Not a sponsor. Uh, Pears. I've not played that one. I don't think I've played that one. <clears throat> so Pears is a, a system of games. There are, God, I don't know, 50 different versions of Pears. Um, and each one of them comes with the rules for three different games, something like that. Um, there's also Paris Deluxe that came out at Gen Con this year that has rules for a bunch of different ones. Let's see here. 32 versions listed on BGG. 32. It's okay. just a, it's a deck of cards. It's the size of a deck of cards. And it has um, it's like a, a like a pyramid deck, if you know what that means. Mm -hmm. Like there's like one one and two twos and three threes and stuff like that. Um, at least the one that I have is I assume they're all the same. I assume they all have that. Yes, that is okay. Board Game Geek says that I'm correct. Uh, up to 10 tens. So, you know, you, you can play a lot of different games with a deck that way. And it comes with rules for several different games. And each one you buy has different art. Like the classic version of Paris so has fruit. It's like a deck of cards. Like, you know, like a regular. It's not a regular deck of cards. Right. But, you know, it's like a deck of cards if you were yeah. to buy a 52, a deck of regular cards. You, you could play different a, card yeah, a bunch of different games with it. Okay. And stuff like, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's just, it's just a deck of, it's the size of a deck of cards okay. and it comes with the rules for how to play pairs and various different games. There's, I mean, I don't know, I guess 32 other games you can play with it and it's, I mean, it's, if you like card games, like traditional card games, absolutely, absolutely recommended. There's one with goblins. You give me an awkward thumbs up. Uh, traditional card games. Eh. Well, okay. But some people, I can totally see they're going to be like, oh, traditional card games that are a little bit different. Like, sure. Well, okay. So like the regular, the regular version of pears is fruit. But um, I also have one with like goblins on it, which I haven't, I haven't opened because. You know, I'm talking about the card backs. Yeah. Well, no, the fronts. Okay. So there's a there's a fruit deck, there's a goblin deck. But what like what are the different a card one. games like? Um well, okay. So the the regular one is sort of a trick-taking game but in reverse. Okay. Um but honestly John D, I can't answer that question. Cuz there's a lot of Cuz there's a lot of them, yes. 
Okay, fair enough. There's a lot of different games. Um, basically, what my recommendation would be is if you are interested in getting that, you just go to their website and, and look at look at some of the ideas. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's cheap ass <clears throat> games. What it cheap? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Another game on our list is Gloom. The story of Gloom is that you're a member of a family. Well, you have a whole family, but you know, life's hard, but the more challenges you endure in life, the better your afterlife. That's the story of Gloom. Right. And there's tons and tons of versions of Gloom. <clears throat> there's regular Gloom. There's fairy tale Gloom. There's Cthulhu Gloom. There's Gloom in space. There's Munchkin Gloom. And that might be all. But that's still five. I think six. there's more than that, maybe. There might know. be. There might be. I was just listening to the ones that I know. There could be another another one. There's five or six, maybe more. That sounds right, though. I really like Gloom, and it comes in a little tiny box, definitely. The Munchkin one comes in a Munchkin-sized box. Oh, But the rest it? of them come in small tuck boxes. So the Munchkin one will not fit in the average stocking. Right. Unless you really just yeah. shove it. <laughs> or yeah. if you have a bigger stocking. But the rest of them will fit in a stocking for sure. Well, actually, the Munchkin one, um, I have all of my other Glooms in that box. Do you? Yeah, because they'll fit in there. Versus like the little tuck boxes that they come in. Cause I would not buy the Munchkin one if you, I, no. It's just <clears throat> gloom. Um, and they're all compatible with each other. Like the families don't actually matter. I wouldn't want to mix them all together, but that's you, just me. You're telling me you don't want to have Spike and whatever girl Spike is in the same game as Lord Slogar, the brain in the box and the teddy bear? Spike. Yeah, Spike's the name of the Munchkin. Oh, I don't like the Munchkin art. Well. I don't That's care fair. for that style. So That's fair. Uh, but what you do on, in Gloom is you've got these really cool see-through plastic cards. And I you love stack them on this. each other to get negative points. I think that's part of the reason why I like Gloom. I love that see-through plastic. Like, I want to buy every kind of game that uses see-through art. The see-through plastic cards. I'm sure there's a bunch. I only know of three. Which ones? Gloom. That uh -huh. new game that I want to buy. The, the XY Brid. Uh-huh. That I keep forgetting to see if they're still doing pre-orders on. And then um, I haven't played it. You have. We have it in the library. Um, okay. Well, here's what I can think of. Mystic Veil. Yes. That's what I was uh, trying to think of. Custom Heroes. I haven't played Custom Heroes. I've never heard of Custom Heroes. Mm, I think you did play it. No. It's the game where you build the superheroes. Mm, okay. No. Well, then you were in the room when we played it. Or you were playing something else when we were playing it. Um, but also whatever game... I can't remember the name of it that Mystic Veil is actually a, just a pared down version of. Mm. So the guy that made Mystic Veil came to AEG and was like, hey, I had this game. It's done. It's ready. And they were like, this is way too much game to just release. Among the, there's way too many new things here. So they stripped some of it down and released it as Mystic Veil with the whole card drafting building thing. Mm, okay. Um, but I don't know the name of it, so. Uh, look forward in one of the Kickstarter updates that we'll do sometime in 2018, I think is when they're, I imagine it'll be a Kickstarter game because there's so much to it, but I don't remember what they said at their, their little panel. Oh, I just popped a pee. Oops. I don't have my, I don't have my screen protector on my, you just did it again on my, uh, on my mic. You need a new broke. one. So, um, well, I don't even know how to say this next one. I don't either, but I've always <laughs> called it six nymp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not familiar with this one. Who <clears throat> even publishes this anymore? Six nymp. 
You can actually buy it at Target. Believe it or not, uh, May, May, Mayfair publishes it. Do they now? Well, they did. Who knows if they did? Um, but you may also know this game by a different name as uh, Category 5 or Take 6. It's been re-released a few times. But you, there's a, it's like a double deck of cards, 104 cards, and you lay them out in rows, in four rows, and you have 10 cards, and you have to add cards to the rows without like busting. So whenever the sixth card is added to a row, um, you have to take those five cards and they're like your points. Um, and you, you know, you count cards so you can be like, all right, well, I know these cards have been played, so I'm mm-hmm. safe if I play a nine. So counting cards is okay in this game. Yeah. Yeah, but the cards are laid out you from one to You won't get caught by the gaming commission. Yeah, don't, don't, do it. don't play this game at a casino. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's obviously it's the size of two decks of cards, so it'll definitely fit in the stocking. There's a worker placement game that comes in like a little Altoids tin. Oh, okay. It's called Mintworks <clears throat> and the pieces are the, you know, they're tiny, like, like little breath mints. And I think it's real cute. It's just a worker placement game, but with little breath mints and it's called Mintworks. There, there's an, it's a sequel that is a pickup and delivery wow, game coming out. Wow, you just yelled out. the word sequel. Yeah, I did. And you know what? Because of this stupid thing that I have right here that has a red light on it now, indicating that I <laughs> went way above the level. But it, but it's fine because the, the the light was like, hey, just to let you know, I worked. <laughs> I did yell it, but it'll be fine whenever you listen to the recording. Um, Mint Delivery is the new one that's coming out. It was on Kickstarter. And um, yeah, it'll be a pickup and deliver game. But they'll both fit in the stocking because they're in little Altoid sized tins. Well, I want to I want to talk about a Christmas game that I'm really mad about. Yeah. So Rio Grande Games. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just I just have to say, way to go, Rio Grande Games! Major fail here. They announced back like I don't I remember like maybe in October. So this was a game that was supposed to be out at Essen. And I don't know if it came out of Essen or not, but it's called Santa's Workshop. It's supposed to be a worker placement game. And they said that it would be available in stores on Thanksgiving weekend. Which stores, though? It said it said it said all, all stores it said or all just stores. like one store. <laughs> well, they said all stores. So like Miniature Market has it available for pre-order. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> distributors have no no date available whatsoever they have no idea when yeah. it's available as far as distributors go and if you look at rio grand's website there's no information as to when this game is going to be available well cool so as far as i'm concerned super fail if you're going to make a game that's about santa's workshop you darn well better have the game available to play oh I actually at christmas time i actually super want this it's worker placement I super want this. Yeah, I super want this too. But if you're going to have a Christmas themed game, you should have the game available for people to play at Christmas time. Yeah, so I don't, way to fail there, Rio Grande Games. I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't think this was available at Essen. There's no 
mention of it here anywhere that I can see that it was actually available. But the the ga- the press release that I originally saw said available in stores Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. There are eight people on BGG that have it listed as owned. One of them is the BGG library. <laughs> One of them is an account from Norway called Thrifty Santa that their entire collection is just Christmas theme- Christmas themed games. Those are all these are all probably um like this guy says pre-order. This guy says pre-order. This one says pre-ordered. Uh-huh. This one says pre-ordered. So the few people that probably do have it at hand were probably advanced copies. Um, I don't know. There's only two here that are listed that are not um, either the Board Game Geek Library or a joke account that have it listed as owned. One of them has 40 games, and it's all of Arkham Horror, all of Cards Against Humanity, a few random games, and then that game. I don't know. Maybe they really do have it. Yeah, I seriously think that this was a super fail on Rio Grande Games' part. Hmm. Like, if they finally do release it and it's like... March. What, March? <laughs> Don't act like you won't get it. I still will, but I mean, I probably won't play it till next Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think we could play it once. You'd, p- you'd play it once when it came in. Maybe. I mean, do you know how many games I have that I buy and I don't play for like a year? Um, yeah, Pot Kettle Black. So yeah. I can't say anything. So I'm I'm just seriously mad at Rio Grande. I'm sorry, I this. should explain. When I say Pot Kettle Black, <clears throat> I'm referring to the popular phrase wherein one says that's the pot calling the kettle black. Mm-hmm. I've just shortened it because we all know what I'm talking yeah. about. So yeah, I'm just irritated with Rio Grande on this one because I was really excited when I saw the press release on this one because I was like, I lo- I'm a super freak about Christmas. I love Christmas stuff. I love Christmas decorations. So I was really excited about this because Jared's got me like, ever since I realized I hadn't played worker placement games, like at the beginning of this year, I've been all excited about playing more worker placement games. So I was like, oh my God, it's a Christmas game and it's worker placement. And I was really excited about this. And then, nope, never came out. So just way to fail there, Rio Grande. And that's my little rant for today. That's a, that's a good rant. And then uh, we're running short on time, so I just kind of want to go through the other games that I think are great gift games. We don't really need to expand on them because I think at some point we've talked about Most all of, them, of these yeah. other games. So um, Clank, um, it's a deck building game. Yep. Ice Cool. Dexterity. Dexterity and it's winter. Yeah. Um, New York Slice. That is a I Split You Choose. Yeah. Pizza. Food game. We like those. Wombat Rescue is... A cube pushing Euro game about square poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like that game. It makes me giggle. Perlock Holmes is a kitty cat Sherlock Holmes mystery solving game. Really fun. Uh, junk Art Dexterity game. Yep. Wood stacking. Great family game. Uh, word slam. It is a word. Super fun party clue game. giving game. Yeah, it's awesome. We've talked about it before. Um, Monopoly gamer. It's, Monopoly. it's not Monopoly. And potion explosion. <laughs> we will have this conversation in another episode. Uh, and potion explosion. Really fun game. It's like bejeweled sort of. Yeah, it's really fun. <clears throat> All right. So t- tell us to me about your your recipe here, John. What, so wassail is a traditional. I think it goes back to. Um, the 14th century, maybe? I don't know. I don't know my my history as far as wassail goes. But um, it is a spiced cider drink. And I got turned on to it back whenever I was in college. And I was singing in Madrigal Choir. And we used to do 
a madrigal dinner every year and it was complete with a boar's head processional and toasting wassail complete with here we come wassailing among the leaves so green uh-huh. anyway the whole nine yards so um i always thought wassail was really good it's a spice cider and when you make it at home it smells really good it makes your whole house smell just wonderful even if you end up not liking the drink makes your whole house smell really good and you make a whole pot of it you can either make it in your crock pot or you simmer it on the stove so if you're going to have a bunch of friends over for a gaming night it's really easy to make enough for like a whole group of people so i so we've got the recipe up on our website and if you make it as usual post pictures of everybody you can toast wassail people tend to when you're toasting is you wassail you don't really have to do that part though and post pictures and tag us all right so for kickstarter um we have a pink a pink game called human era it's about time travel um which i don't know why it's all pink that's fine it's just an art choice that they but i don't think he ever like says anything about why um but it is i don't know exactly what kind of game it is it's Social deduction. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Four okay. to ten player social de- deduction game. It's by the same people that make Dragoon. Yes. Which Which explains really, why there's gold pieces. Yeah. Really, really excited about the fact that Lay Waste Games is making another game because I really love Dragoon. Not as excited about yet another social deduction game because I feel like there's just there's a, a gazillion of, of them yeah. out there and just not as excited about another one. So I haven't backed this one yet. It's on my... It's on my remind me, but just haven't decided if I'm going to back it because yet another social deduction game. So, yeah, I I mean, literally all that I know about it is it's about time travel. There's a time machine, um, but two of the characters are not humans and that they're trying to sabotage it. Mm -hmm. So I guess the whole point is to figure out who they are. Yeah. Uh, there's a cyborg from the near future and a half human, half machine. Oh, that is the half human. Half machine. <laughs> 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 there you go, Jared. That's what a cyborg is. Um, I guess they're both, they're both cyborgs then. Yeah. Um, yep. It's already <laughs> been, it's already been um, funded. And just like in Dragoon, it's got, you know, really cool metal pieces. And uh, you can just get, the Kickstarter edition, which is $25, or you can get the Kickstarter edition plus gold for 40 And those are the only two. They've got a really nice, simple, back it at 25 or back it at 40 Well, you say that, but if you do, if you scroll down to the shipping, there's also um, shipping information for Time Capsule Edition, um, and the shipping for that is $40. I have no idea what it is. There's no mention about what it is on here, so I don't know if it's there as a joke or what, but I bet some people have talked about it in the comments, but we'll leave that for you to figure out. Indeed. Um, the next one that we have is it's called Living Planet. And I really, really, really like what's going on here. Um, I believe. 22 stretch goals unlocked. Uh, yeah. So it's totally funded. Uh, yeah. It's way overfunded. Yeah. It's um, definitely getting made. Um, it's, yeah, it's 100% getting made. But it is pretty pretty beautiful uh and i like the the deluxe box is um it's like a magnetic flip open box with drawers for all the components and pieces and stuff one of the coolest inserts that i've ever seen 
Because normally it's just like, all right, well, open the box and it's just a bunch of, you know, a plastic insert. No, no, this is flip the box on its side and pull the drawers out. That's pretty dang cool. And yeah, it does have a bazillion stretch goals unlocked. Uh, Literally a bazillion or 22 or 23 or whatever. Yeah, not quite a bazillion, but a lot. But yeah, it's pretty neat. Obviously the, um, you know. You explore a new planet, exploit its resources and trade them. Yes. There's also an add-on to add uh, an expansion that adds oceans. So it's inspan. It's an inspansion. Yeah, no, no, it's an add-on. It's an add-on to have an inspansion. No, it's an add-on to what? No, it's an expansion. Okay. They've just designed it along with the game. Okay. But it doesn't come with the game unless you pledge extra. Fair enough. But yeah, the art on this is oh, <clears throat> amazing. And then the last, the last Kickstarter that we have, um, I think that probably don't tell your husband about this. Oh boy! Because it is tripods and triplanes. Oh God, he cannot know about the this. War of the Worlds in Wings of Glory. It's a standalone game using the pathfinding system or flight path system from Wings of Glory. That's no. fully compatible with Wings of Glory. He cannot know about this because I am so sick of those, <laughs> all of those games in general, like. Wings of Glory, um, uh-huh. the the Star Wars one, the, yeah. the Star Trek one, the Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. I am so sick of all of them. Well, this one adds War of the Worlds type alien. Oh my god, no. Yeah. Do not even yeah. tell him about this. Yeah. Uh, they're all fully painted. They come fully assembled, fully painted. There's several different pledge levels. There's one that gets you just this new starter uh, with the alien walker. There's one that comes with several alien walkers. And then there's one that comes with several alien walkers plus several biplanes in case you don't have shipping any not included. Well, of course. <clears throat> um, but uh, I, Jared, don't, don't, don't I've do always it. wanted to, I've always wanted to get into wings of glory and it's just never, nobody is going to play this with you. Jeremy will. <laughs> yep. He will. <laughs> yes, he will. And then he'll be mad at me that I didn't tell him about it. So he could back it too. Well, we have it here on tape. I mean, not tape. <laughs> He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> he's listed as a producer. He has to. <laughs> listed he's, where? He's our executive producer. Do we actually list them nope. anywhere? We no. Nope. Maybe we'll start. We probably should. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, you know, we'll have a link to all the Kickstarters and the recipe in the episode notes as usual. Um, if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, I don't know how that works, but you know, go to our website, whatever. Actually, if you're listening on iTunes, please remember to, to leave us uh, a, a review. It really super helps us out. It does. Um, and leave us all of the stars, all the stars. And that'd be super helpful. Even I if think, you're not listening. I think on if iTunes, you listen to, if you listen on Google play, yeah, wherever you're listening, like, put some stars. If, there, if there's the ratings on wherever you listen to us, um, Rate us. Rate us good, please. Yes. Um, unless you actually hate this, in which case, why are you still listening? <laughs> right. You, you've been like, listening to an hour of like this. For like 24 episodes, <laughs> are you still listening to us? <laughs> if you are, thank you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's all we got. Um, yum, 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 yum. Until next time. You can eat shit nice. <laughs> See ya. Bye.
Eat Chit and Dice is a production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0 international. Tripods and triplanes. Actually, you know what's interesting? I don't think there's any triplanes. That's a biplane. That's a biplane. I don't think there's any tri... These are all biplanes. What a scam. <laughs> <laughs>